Randy here once again to crack an egg of knowledge. Summer is upon us and that means it's time for fancy beach cocktails like mojitos, cosmos, sangrias, mint juleps, margaritas, and daiquiris. It's just like sex in the city. And the best part, Riverside Wine and Spirits has everything you need for those tasty treats. They also have a ton of great beer to choose from that comes in growlers, six packs, 12 packs, cases, and my favorite, kegs. So, go have a badass summer and party on with Riverside Wine and Spirits. Road. Here we are once again, and I am Tanner, one-third of your hosting goodness here at the Brew Chat Podcast, and here we are once again to drink through some tasty beers uh, that once again came from Riverside Wine Spirits. Go check them out. And uh, yeah, this Friday they've got a growler promo. It's not, they usually have a like a, uh, I guess a standard brewery down there tasting, talking about their beers and whatnot. They've got a rep, but this year or this week, they don't have a rep down there. They've got $2 off all growlers, all of them, whether they cost uh, $8 to fill up or whether they cost $10 or whatever. $2 off all growlers this Friday, four to six at Riverside Wine and Spirits. But anyway, yeah, so uh, I'm Tanner, one third of your hosting goodness here at the Brew Chat Podcast. And here we are this week. Uh, we've got Alan and Jared back with us, and we're talking about movies based on true events. But we're also talking about uh, Dad Fest. And if you're wondering what that is, we'll get into that. And then we're talking about old school days, old school memories, things like that we had, especially me growing up here in Hamilton County. So, ease on back. Here's episode 94 of the Brew Chat Podcast. recorded with Kate last night, so we've got some leftovers from that, because I completely forgot to go back by Riverside today. So, But we, we got good beers to talk about still, right. and I actually did want to get sure, because I liked all three of these last night. Um, I think it was the Victoria was probably my least favorite, uh, not for any particular reason, it was just kind of meh, it's kind right. of bland if i remember correctly but oh the victory is that what is it is the beer victoria yeah i can't or see victory, it yeah so we've got victory summer love all right the summer love ale it's the flavor of the season crisp refreshing uh crisp refreshing flavorful balanced all american i could be scri- i could be describing the awesome ale you hold in your hand or I could be describing uh, me, the cool as can be city that inspired it to pay me a visit and get inspired yourself. Who is me? Wait, Who is wh- me? Yeah. What? You're saying you were reading something that said me is the, is only me the you beer? can know you. I'm not sure what you're asking me. <laughs> I was asking you about what you read off of the back of the. Beer. Oh yeah, well yeah, just read it yourself. That's what I was. <laughs> okay. Philadelphia, I guess. Philadelphia is me? Yeah. Ew. 
Visit, yeah, I know, right? I'm so disappointed. Visit Philly.com. With love, Philadelphia. With a heart, XOXO. Oh. With love, Philadelphia, XOXO is a trademark of Visit Philadelphia and is used under license. Hmm, that's good. I'm <laughs> glad they licensed that. Okay. Huh. Should we drink it? Yeah, I guess so. Does that mean we owe Philadelphia something? Or Enjoy the easy days of summer. Something, something, something. Oh, you didn't read this part yet. Enjoy the easy days of summer with this refreshing and aromatic golden ale. Enticing earthy and citrusy hop aromas give way to flavors of lemon and pine. Uh, 5.2% ale, and it is signed by Bill Ron, the man with two first names. Bill Ron. <laughs> Does it actually say that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's Brewmaster's approval, Bill Ron. Oh. That guy just sounds like he would be a good guy. <laughs> I know. You right? know, just like he would, he would come over and like guy. help you chop down a tree in your yard. Or... <laughs> See, to me, he's the type of like county clerk that's been there for forty years. <laughs> he just comes in, does his thing, and like no one bothers him. Yeah, I've I've known people like Bill that, yeah. Ron. What does the county clerk do? I know ours speaks entirely too slowly and tells me I'm going to be in jury duty longer than most other people because I got lucky for three weeks. Huh. Uh, and not just me, me, jurors numbers one through 96, all of us together, except one who I still swear is a plant. Cause I know, uh, anytime I go get my, cause I don't, my car is not registered in Hamilton County. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go to this like little town square area out in Jasper to register, get my new license plate and whatnot. Uh, well now they just mail it to me. So I've not had to go out there in a while, but I have to go to the county clerk's office to get it hmm. so but i have no idea what they do there i i know license plates isn't the name of their game hmm. i know that's not all they do now the hamilton county court does uh, it like, drags me in for jury duty and I, I think that's who uh like if you pay a fine you you pay it at the county clerk office or whatever yeah so they're like the master of coin I think they can hand out, like, marriage licenses, too. Yeah. They do all the clerk stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. License, registration, uh, marriage stuff. Tax forms, probably. I don't really know. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Either way. Yeah, let's talk about the spear. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... It's golden. The summer love ale. It looks summery. Even though if you live in Hamilton County, schools have already started because that's a dumb thing they do down here, I guess. Start school in the middle of summer. Yeah. They started doing that when I was a kid. I, I remember as a kid, it felt like each year they moved school up about another half week each summer. <laughs> my Each summer, my summer got a little bit shorter. I can't, what I can't figure out is why though, like... All the teachers and administrators, it's still the middle of summer. Because they give them off every fucking week. Oh, right. There's a break every two days. Yeah. yeah they, and there's there's always, like, school for snow, snow, air quotes, cancellations, and for rain, or if it's supposed <laughs> to rain, or an eclipse. Yeah. Yeah, like, we... They, they do yeah, find they, a reason to give them off school for any reason. Right. All that's why here. they're like, okay, well, if we just started earlier, we can give them more days off throughout the year. Well, and, you know, and I'm only approaching, I know nothing about the education system here in town, and I'm only approaching this as a student of it for <laughs> 13 years. But, uh, 
Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is I think we don't like. really... Our weather is so fucking weird here that they have to have a bunch of days in flux at any given moment. Yeah. Because they always seem to get towards the end of the year and be like, shit, if there's a disaster or something, we have no days left that we can give these kids off or we're going to have to start getting into a summer break. I remember that was a thing when I was a kid is mm. they were like, oh, we may have to take school into summer. And that may have just been some horse shit. They no, they did it in Maryland kids, a few times. It was like, but it was on the calendar. It was like school's over June 12th, unless we get a bunch of snow this year. And then it's like June 20th. Right. Like, but we're not going more than that or something. Um, Cause our senior year, Seniors in high school never get moved back because graduation's like a set date. Right. Yeah, and uh, and we got a ton. Yeah, of they got to reserve the space, probably. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but I went to CSAS here in town, which you guys don't give a fuck about, but other listeners know what that is. I might have given and, uh, a fuck, but I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. it's the best high school in town, in my opinion. But it's K through twelve, so it's not just a high school. Uh, like it's crazy. Okay. There were kids there that. You know, I graduated with. I started there in seventh grade, but there were kids there that they'd known each other since kindergarten, mm -hmm. and I think that's cool as fuck. They've been going yeah. together, school together since kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think and that's the pretty same cool. And it's a uh, pretty solid. It, they really put science and like art. I, had, I took like all sorts of art classes there. That's how like I don't know. That's probably why I'm ADD and just like to do a bunch of shit. But either way. Mm -hmm. um, when I was a senior, we got out like two, two and a half, three weeks before everybody else. Yeah. It was like school mm -hmm. was going on. And yeah, you get like out seniors in, in like, like May. Yeah, you do. As a senior, you do that anyway. But in our senior year, Jared and I's senior year, there had been some Mac Daddy of all blizzards that came through. Yeah. And we're just a I'm bigger not, threat up in Maryland. I'm not even yeah, sure definitely. the other students got their full however many days of school it was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, I don't know. Because it pushed it, care. like, yeah, it pushed it past the limit, but, like, it was like when we graduated, like, there was still another month of school left with all the days they had to make up, and we're like, we're out. Yep. Can't do much. We reserved the <laughs> pavilion for graduation ceremonies. Mm. Uh, it's mm -hmm. gotta happen that day. Like, we were definitely shortchanged our senior year. Yeah. We, I remember we went on senior, we had prom, then senior trip, it was like the perfect combo oh, to uh, I didn't do senior not get a kid to want to work when the summer rolled around and he graduates. Because oh, yeah. we went, it, prom happened, and then we went to on senior trip to Disney World, and then came back, and there was like a final week or something like that that we had to be there. But even the teachers were like, hey, you guys don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. Let's hang out and just chill because we're going to miss you and mm -hmm. all this. And then, uh, yeah, we got out. We get out of school like two, three weeks before everybody else. Yeah. Uh, did you have a senior trip? Uh, if we did, I didn't go. I don't think I, don't, I did. We had know. senior week afterward, after right. graduation, which is like everyone shows up in Ocean City and drinks underage. Mm. Um but I don't. I don't think we had a like an official senior trip. Just kind of everyone went to the same spot. And I met my. I've met the guy who was going to be my roommate freshman year of college. Huh. Met him in an elevator while I was like damn near blacked out drunk. That's destiny. It was because we were talking <laughs> about senior week. Like you get your freshman roommate, you get the phone number, and you call him up, being like, "Hey, who's got a mini fridge? Uh, what do you mm. do?" And we were 
feeling each other out over the phone and it came down to like you're talking about stuff trying to like figure out like okay is this guy cool and he was ultimately but we were like so uh this that uh i don't know uh did you go on like a senior week or something and i could tell what he was like oh yeah i'm like okay good you're cool and i was like where'd you stay and he's like oh we're ocean city you know this week uh from here to here i was like okay i was the week before from here to here uh, where were you staying? He was like, oh, a place off 18th Street. I'm like, oh, me too. And what day did you leave? I was like, oh, whatever, Sunday or something. He's like, okay, we got there like the day before or something. I was like, ah, it was like shitty and rainy that day. Um, and he's like, yeah. He said, yeah, we knew as soon as we got there we were going to have a good time because we got in the elevator and there was this dude like slumped in the corner, like drunk as hell. And we were like, hey, man, uh, you having a good time? And he was like, oh, yeah. And I was like... <laughs> That was me. <laughs> it was like no fucking way. I was like blue hoodie. He's like, fuck. <laughs> you were the guy. Oh and he God. said, he told me, he was like, you, you set the standard for our senior week because all week we just kept referencing you going, we want to be as fucked up as that guy. <laughs> and we were like, it's, it was destiny. He's like, I'm going to tell everyone that my roommate's the dude from the elevator. <laughs> I was like, I'm so glad I had no idea. I barely remembered it, but I was like, I'm so glad I had a had an impression on you guys like that. Yeah. Of just being too fucked up to function, and you were spending all week to reach that level. <laughs> that's great. Uh, that's good. That is a good story. Yeah. That's good. About that story. My life achievement. <laughs> no, we Drunk just... in an elevator. My senior trip, we just... Uh, it was cool, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. The uh, school worked out a deal with Disney World in Orlando... Mm-hmm. And a hotel and just like, I don't know, something like $300. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good time. I would have gone. Yeah, it was pretty great. We uh, had those park hoppers, so we just got to ride the monorail at, mm-hmm. to any of the Disney parks. Oh, yeah. At that point in my life, it was like the most freedom I'd ever been entrusted yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was like, holy shit, I can just... They, I like... I, at that point, I'd never been to a bigger city with a subway system mm-hmm. and stuff. So it was the first time, like, I've never thought about this, actually. Disney World, yeah, in a way, Disney World taught me how to, like, work a subway system. Yeah. Because they've got the monorail that goes to all their different parks and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, that was a fun trip, though. I remember coming back from that after riding roller coasters for, like, a week straight. <laughs> and just unconsciously just hauling ass that combined with like 17 year old hormones mm-hmm. just hauling ass wherever i was going and not even realizing it because i was used to just going like getting having, up and yeah, going yeah yeah having that adrenaline it was really weird and then i felt like i had a like spider sense or something after that once i start realized it and started slowing down more mm-hmm. i was like shit everything's so slow yeah that would have been fun disney world would have been a great time what was fun too about it is uh I just happened to like hang out with a group of people that I I mean my graduating class wasn't huge. It was like 83 84 people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh I hung out with people on that trip going to those parks that I never hung out with at school. Yeah. And I don't I don't know necessarily how that happened even. It just kind of did. Mm-hmm. And I had a great time and I like made friends on that trip that I probably would not have made just going to classes and right. yeah. them sitting across from me and stuff. And that's pretty cool. Uh, we had, Maryland wasn't the same. Um, 
K through 12 deal, but we did have the, I mean, we had elementary, middle, and high school, but there was one dude who I guess lived close enough to me that through all of that, we had had somehow over the course of three different schools, we'd always had a class together. So like senior year ends and I'm like, this is the first time you're not going to be in one of my classes. Like we just happen mm-hmm. to be in the same class all the time. Um, they're like, it's, it's going to be weird going to a school and not having you there. Like we were, <laughs> we were cool. Like we hung out a few times yeah. outside of school, but um, like it was just this weird constant, like no matter what's going on in school, like I have this class with this dude I grew up side by side with. Yeah. Yeah. Not a whole class worth of people, but one guy. I had that with a, uh, with a teacher I had, uh, cause I'm horrible at math. I mean, horrible and always have been. Ditto. I mean, just like, I've really struggled like just for me taking a math class. It's like, what do I need to pass? Yeah. It's like, that is my bottom line there. That's all I'm worried about is what do I need to pass this class? See, I've always been pretty and good at math. See, I just, my brain just, my brain doesn't work that way. It's like, I really, I mean, I can do the math that I need to do, mm-hmm. like, you know, basic stuff. But when I start getting into other example or like for like other just crazy shit. Yeah, like, I could do basic arithmetic. Yeah, but, but when it gets into the crazy stuff, I, I it loses me. Like when I get into like calculus and stuff like that, I get I never got it that lost. far. And in high school, I... Like I was bad at math. Like I've almost failed every math class I've ever taken. Yeah, me too. And a yeah. lot of cl- math classes I have failed. And in high school, it just worked out where I had the same teacher who was a really fucking cool, cool dude. And uh, Mr. Barrett. And I've seen him. Uh, I've seen you, Mr. Barrett. I don't. You may listen once in a while. <laughs> I've seen you at the CFC matches. And. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I had him and I had him like for geometry and then I failed geometry and retook it and then had him again. And I had him all four years of high school for a math class. And that was pretty great just to like, yeah, hey, you're the math dude. I don't have to worry about these other asshole teachers because there was one guy that kind of looked like old Ben Kenobi. That was just I did not want to take his class. I heard he was super difficult and just kind of a dick. So. Yeah, I, math was never, has always been my worst subject. And I will go on record saying, yes, there is a calculator in my pockets at all times now. So what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I use it all the time. And I can do, I can do simple things in my head. I can tip appropriately mm-hmm. on a check. It's not hard. I'm really good, despite my, you know, prevalence for buying stupid shit all the time. I'm actually really good with money and personal finance. Uh, Gene does most of it now, but I always point out how I did, in fact, pay all my bills on time before her and balance stuff and never went into debt. Mm -hmm. But there was only one time in math class that I rose above. And it was, I may have told the story before, it was a natural selection deal. I wound up by pure happenstance in 11th grade, I don't know, it was maybe Algebra 2 or something. Something, I never made it to pre-calc because... The I just the idea that you needed a pre math class for another math class like yeah, horrified right? me. Right, so it might have been some like 
lower end trig stuff. I'm still not sure what trigonometry is. It's I have no idea. Somewhere, I think it's somewhere between is. algebra and pre-calc. <laughs> but it was there. I took it. and I got to trigonometrize. Yeah. But this class, it was me, two other dudes, and all women. And like some sort of like natural selection skill kicked in. It was like, I can't be looking stupid in this class. There's nothing but girls in here. I just need to be better than the other two dudes. Like that was going to like increase my street value <laughs> in high school. And I did like, I tried while it was difficult to pay attention with hormones everywhere. Like I was being like, if they think I'm, there's too many girls here and if they think I'm stupid, that's not going to end well. So I need to like get my yeah. shit together so I can appear valuable. And if they have a question, I can answer it. And then they'll tell everyone else that Alan's good at this. And <laughs> like my math grades went up and, like I told my mom, I was like, I think it's because I'm in this class. She's like, I would have put you in a fucking all-girls school years ago if that's what it took for you to get yeah, your right. damn grades up. <laughs> and I was like, I I wouldn't be mad at that. I was 50, I was like, I'm 16. I'm in high school. Like, yeah, I'd be the dude at the all-girls school. My GPA would have turned around trying mm-hmm. to be like, I need to be better than the other two. There's only two other dudes here. I need to be better than them. Not necessarily everyone, mm-hmm. but just better than them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, the... I- I, I never had that problem. I was just, I, I got to, um, I did the trigonometry and I did pre-cal with analysis. So you know how to trigonometry? And I did, I don't really know how to anymore, but I, I was able to it do is. it. And I did, yeah. I, I would, ne- I'd never say that I necessarily enjoyed math, but I did it. I, I did well enough in it that I didn't have to take any after high school because I took mm. the, um, Oh, you like, like placed the, out of it or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took the placement thing and I got a three or whatever out of five and I didn't have to do it. I had to take like the basic, not quite remedial, but the only like the lowest that counted for credits. Mm-hmm. I had to take one of those and I barely, barely got through that. Yeah. See, Calculus I, is weird. I went to, uh, I went to chat state for two years cause, uh, I just didn't know what else, like what to do or like what college to go to. And, uh, stupid fucking administrator or like advisor that they assigned me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do this. Cause I don't know how the process goes for advising a new freshman student, but she told me I had to take statistics. I had to take a statistics. Class. And I took statistics without statistics. And I took statistics in high school and I told her, and that was actually one of the math classes that I did all right in. And, uh, and she looked at him. She's like, oh, then you've got to take calculus if you've already taken statistics. I was like, well, fuck. No, the fuck I so don't. So I was trying to correct her, and then I just worked myself into a more difficult class. So I took calculus three times and failed it Ugh. three times. Oh, that sucks. I did get a better grade each time. and uh, A better kind of F. Yeah, I got yeah. a better F. <laughs> and Well, no, maybe the last one was technically a D. It was a 69, I think college level yeah. that's, that's technically a d, a d. Mm-hmm. but um i still feel like that was just the professor throwing me a bone because after three tries at a class you can't retake it it's just like you have that f now hmm. and then for i found out that uh when i went to mtsu i didn't fucking have to take that calculus class damn yeah I was supposed to take a remedial class like what you were talking, so I yeah. still had to take that remedial class. Oh, because I was oh like, that's so shit. For my major at MTSU, I had to make a C or better. And I had made a D. 
Yeah, I think I think I had to pass a math class, which I did. But it was like you. Uh, I'm still not sure. It, it was lower than my college math class was lower than whatever trig thing I might have had. Like you could lay a trig yeah. problem in front of me, and I still don't know. No, yeah. I, wouldn't, I it, probably wouldn't it, be able to do it. The math got too difficult for me. I mean, I was an English creative writing major. Once I could pronounce the equation, like once it was a word. Like that's I, that I was I was out. I was like, there are more. I can say this equation out loud, and not letter by letter, but as a word. There aren't enough numbers in here. Like, what the hell is the point of this? Mm-hmm. We're we're not doing math anymore. This is a word puzzle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's well, so funny. There's a a bit in Neighbors Two where Zach yeah. Efron, the girls like, no, we just need, to, and they're like, you can't add that. You've been in college forever, like. You're old. You can't add that. You can only do math and with like, weed or yeah, something. Yeah, you can only do weed math. And he's like, yeah, it's weed math. You know, you've got, you know, if you've got 28 grams, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it starts laying it out. It is so funny to me. But I was sort of that way with statistics. Like I was also that way with liquor stores. I could go into a liquor store, size up what I was paying per ounce, like, like a savant. I could be like, I can get this much Captain Morgan. It's going to... It's really like, you know, 58 cents an ounce for a, you know, for a fifth of it, but it goes down to 49 cents an ounce for the, for the liter. And if I buy this, like, I can't do it in my head right now because it's not in front of me. <laughs> right. So if you're trying to do, like, follow me along with this, I can't do it because I don't have the price tags and the bottles in I, front of me. I want but I could do it like a savant and be like, this is a better buy. I'm only paying this much money. And also, I can save this much more, which means I can re-up and buy another bottle in two weeks if I just keep buying at this pace. Like, that's how long it takes me to, like, even out like this. But then you put bread in front of me at the same thing, and I'm like, I, I don't know, man. It's a loaf of bread. What is <laughs> right, exactly. 70 cents? Bread. I don't know. Like, Is that a good price for bread? Yeah, is that... <laughs> The other one's 50 cents. How long will it take you to even out and get, like, a free loaf if you buy the 50-cent bread? I don't know. Two years? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Jesus, I don't know. I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> I just want, a uh, like, a clip of you at the liquor store, and you've got, like, numbers The numbers, yeah, the Zach Galifianakis like, yeah. number thing. <laughs> no, that's what I turned into. But, again, replace it with any th- vegetables, and yeah. I can't, I can't figure it out. Dude, things like that get me cooking. Like when I'm cooking something like, uh, can, cause most recipes or not recipes, but like if you, if you buy like pancake mix, mm-hmm. it'll tell you how to make a fuck ton of pancakes, but not pancakes for one person. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so I get lost in like shit like that, trying to downsize recipes for one person. <laughs> That's why like, I just make the whole box of pasta and use the whole jar of sauce. Yeah, that's what I usually... It, I usually just end up with a fuck ton yeah, leftovers. It'll microwave, and also I don't need to figure this out. Oh, serving size is eight ounces of pasta. I don't know what eight ounces of pasta looks like. Yeah. And I'm not going to wait till it's done cooking to find out it's not enough. <laughs> well, it's like rice. Yeah. Rice is crazy. You could take the tiny... I mean, I've had that... You guys have seen it. I've had that bag of rice in there. Oh, like, yeah? Maybe longer than we've been doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. I've had it for a long ass time. I thought you just opened that one bag. There oh, was, I just one... opened it. Okay, but I've had it. All right, for because <laughs> I already had another smaller. Right, because you had one that was going, and you got yeah. that one big one. It's just it was just sitting there because it a was while. such a good deal. It was like thirteen bucks at Costco to get all the rice I will ever need for the rest of my life. <laughs> thirteen dollars. Yeah, 
all the rice you will ever need. It doesn't go bad, really, right? No, no you just have to it? keep it sealed. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, bug eggs in it don't hatch. Yeah. Which fun fact, if y'all didn't know, it's, rice has bug eggs in it. Good to know. It's protein. Because yeah. you'll uh, sometimes people will scoop rice out and like little moths or something will fly out and they'll be like, oh my god, the the moths got in my. It's like no, they were already in there. You just provided <laughs> the you didn't close it and seal it right, so enough humidity got in there and they hatched. Mm-hmm. But even yeah, just that's why you rinse your rice off, and then it's extra protein. Hmm. You can hear the cicadas on this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the South. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we got them in Maryland too. Yeah. I don't think I knew those were like. I knew the years that they like came out, and it was that all the time. Mm-hmm. But it never dawned on me that the random what I'm just used to being summer background noise was cicadas. Yeah, like I thought they were pretty good about coming out like what once every 17 years. But then there'd be like a year or two, a gap where like you still get a little more. Mm-hmm. But I did not know there's, the random background. There's different noise was types, and they all come out at like different times of the year. But they all sound the fucking same, pretty much. No, they sound. Oh, there's the ones that are like when it's wing, this, wing, yeah. wing, well, and then they, there's the ones that are just like. It's like every twelve years, the big one. But yeah, there's different waves of it. Where, I mean, there's cicadas every year. Right. It's just some years there's way more than others. What do they? What is their like purpose in the ecosystem? When, when you have presumably like a decade or so gap, or you're supposed to like why? What 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 is their grand plan? Like they they're not around. There's not enough of them, and they're not around enough to be a constant source of food for any sort of predator. So, and then like they show like the big wave of them comes every twelve years. It's not like there's something that only eats every twelve years. Like no, but it's like there's enough of them every year where they still provide sustenance to other animals. It's just there, you know. But there's what just is, a fuck ton of them every like twelve and fifteen. Yeah, years. but like, what's with the long gestation period, and what does that do for the cicadas? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And it, they seem to me, uh, and I know I'm not a biologist or animal person by any means. I've just watched a lot of nature documentaries, and it seems to me that they're kind of like one-off creatures because if. If they're just hatching out of each other's backs. Well, not really. They're shedding their shed. They're like molting and growing. No, I thought I thought that's how like the new ones. Like no, I thought I that thought, was they were molting. Yeah. I, no, that's I, like shedding their skin like a snake uh, does. Yeah. Except I, they like grab onto something they and reproduce they, like they. Uh, huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing I've got a. Uh, no, 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 no. Completely wrong. <laughs> Interpretation of something from when I was a child and something dumb my grandma told me that she knew nothing about. So thanks, Grandma, for misinforming <laughs> me and making me look like a fool on my podcast after you're dead. Damn. Sorry, Cold. sorry, Grandma. Daniel. I love you, Grandma, and I miss you. Oh. Remember that Let's time we had wrong. a beer podcast and we were going to talk about those? I know, right? Yeah, let's talk you're about this. Next I just, we were we were on a good roll. I didn't want to interrupt it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't uh, we didn't even we go talk back about to the first one. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the summer love. Well, I think that proves my point. Is I had that uh, on here with Kate last night, and it's there. It was my least favorite. It's not. It's, all right. it's not bad. It's just it's a kind good of, pool beer. Yeah, it's just kind of there. Yeah, it's it inoffensive. Exists. It's a good one to bring to a cookout. Yeah, because you're not bringing the shit beer. It's not heavy, mm-hmm. but it, it has a it, it shows that you brought something good 
to a yeah. Labor yeah, Day party. It, shows it, it would be a good segue beer for somebody that likes lighter it, you know, beers. Doesn't and, you know? I don't want to yeah. drink no craft beer, snooty bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good I gateway think, beer. I think you could give them that victory give them, summer love and give them this like, in a solo cup. Yeah, yeah. Be like, what'd you give me here? And even if you give it to him, it's like I didn't know about that summer love, but it it's shit's not bad. That's yeah, not bad. Speaking of that guy, I was you know, driving. I was driving into work today, and I heard some commercial or something on the radio, and it was like it was a Bud Light commercial, and they were all some people put all kinds of fancy stuff in their ingredients. We only put the four essential ones in Bud Light, and all I could think of was. Is rice an ascent like one of the beer essential ingredients? <laughs> like I know it's supposed to be malted barley, and maybe rice technically falls into that category. But I wanted to be like, don't pretend like you put in the malted barley Bud Light. Let's not. <laughs> you're not fooling anyone. It's it's uh-huh. garbage, and it's mostly water. Yeah. Just because you use the four essential ingredients doesn't mean you use them in any sort of correct mm. ratio. I don't know where the hops are, <laughs> or what you're calling hops, but. Does anyone know like what type of hops these macro bullshits use? Probably one of the C's. Yeah, I never thought about that before. Whichever one is uh, the least offensive. I don't know. Like, well, they got to have a consistency. That's what their whole user base relies on. But yeah, I never thought about that before. Like, because whoever thinks, I wonder what type of hops are in Bud Light. One of the boring (laughs) ones, probably. But it's it would be like. I want to know because that means that's the most boring hop. Yeah. So I kind of want yeah, to know what it is. It's one of the C's. And that's why, for the most part, I don't like them, I think. They're just there. They're always mm. there. Citra I like. But for the most part, I'll try to stay away from You're not them. a Centennial fan? Nah. Or Cascade? Nope. I like I Those like are the ones that I, that I could remember. Uh, it's mm. just kind of eh. They're not. Centennial's all right. I like that Founder's Day Centennial. And that They're cheap. Them. But that beer just like really overdoes it on them. That's kind of the point of it. Well, yeah. they're no Haller Towels. They're easy so. to get. I like the Haller Towels. That was my like favorites. That, yeah. What but, am I uh, drinking now? The against against the against grain. the grain. I believe this is the same brewery that does that uh, brown note that we had on here several episodes right. back. That was kind of disappointing. Strut your stuff. The- Something in French. Suffice yeah. it to say, some beers are meant to be cocks of the walks. This sessionable saison is just that, striding confidently along the most fateful walk. Brewed with a dash of spelt and late hop addition, this frothy delight is bright, yes, yeah. rich. Mm, I'd say so. Yeah, and mm-hmm. juicy, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, Fenir sans verre, I assume. That's what it says. <laughs> it starts and ends in French. They're the people that are like they're used. They're reading the flavor text. Let's throw a different fucking language at them. Yeah, just we'll bookend it with two. For sessionable, this is five point eight percent. No, I I really like this beer. This is pretty good. It's not yeah. Bad. yeah, I like it, this. It's got one. a lot of. It's got a lot going on. Like it's got a nice, complex, zesty flavor. I like this better than their brown note. Definitely. Yeah. Brewer owned. It's super zesty. It gives you like a little bit of like a tingliness on the back of your tongue going down. Yeah. Yeah, it's rich like and a little, juicy. Uh, like a little peppery sensation on the back of your tongue. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. It's good. Yeah, it's tasty. Also a good pool beer, despite it having more flavor. This is very... It does taste sessionable, even though the ABV says otherwise. Mm-hmm. So this is a session saison? No, it just... The flavor text described it as sessionable. This is ah. a saison style ale. 
Um, it's Technically, fu- any beer is fucking sessionable, though. Right? I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> uh, some of those thick Yeah, give me that growler. I'll drink them. it in a session. Yeah, I'll drink the old Rasputin all yeah. day. Yeah. Now it's sessionable. Right. <laughs> yeah, technically, any beer and any amount of beer is sessionable. Like, what's a session? What? However long I'm drinking for. Yeah. Sitting and having a yeah. few of them. Cracking a cold one with the boys. Cracking a cold one with the boys. Where did that phrase originate? I want to say it was that that Craigslist post for the Father's Day thing. Remember I that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Really? Um, for anyone that doesn't know, sometime before Father's Day. This past Father's Day? Yeah, this past year, there was a Craigslist ad from some broy white guys in, I don't know, San Antonio or Portland or one of those places. By which I mean any anywhere USA, and they were like, there were a couple like yuppie bro looking dudes, and they said we want to have a good old fashioned cookout, but we don't have, we, we'll provide the beer, we'll provide the meat, we'll provide the grill, but we have no barbecue knowledge. Um, what we're looking for <laughs> is a father to do that. Um, Got to meet these requirements, like. And it, it, they listed out like your like all American dad. They were like looking for an older guy. Um, like mid to late fifties or something, Dragon cargo shorts, no cargo shorts, uh, socks with sandals optional must refer to us as sport champ or slugger. <laughs> uh, all you have to do is show up, you know, and, and cook the food. We'll provide all that stuff. So you can, you know, you'll certainly have enough. You can dad out. Yeah. You certainly have enough to go on. Um, and you know, so we're not going to pay you in money, but you, you can eat as much as you want. We're going to have a whole ton of stuff. We're just looking for a guy to like, you know, to be our dad and crack open a cold <laughs> one. Someone who likes to crack open a cold one with the boys. <laughs> and it blew, it blew up because it made its way to Reddit or something. Yeah. And blew up and it became enormous. Like dads from all over the place showed up. But they were <laughs> like, they were bringing, they didn't just show up to grill. They were like. I'm the best dad for this. So like they brought, (laughs) but I'm saying like they brought smokers and wood chips and pork butts. Like they went fucking nuts. And they're like, like, your meat you bought's not good. Like there were, there were dads. I want to say there were dads that brewed their own beer and brought all that too. Cause like they had, they had like a dozen or more dads on different grills (laughs) and they said it's open to anyone as long as like supplies last. So other people just showed up because everyone knew that it was an enormous like block party with just a whole bunch of dads grilling up food for everyone. And it just like, and then like, I want to say there was like, like it, it just got so much press that like some sort of local butcher shop was just donating like shoulders to it or something. Like Damn. they were the, the, the original dudes were prepared to like, you know, get enough so that they and their pseudo dad could. Yeah. But it was a whole bunch of dads there. they were just aiming for one dad. They were aiming for one dad, and they got, like, a block party, like, county fair going with a whole (laughs) bunch of dads who knew they had better stuff and their own ways of doing stuff. (laughs) So you didn't even have to just stick with your own, like, meat. Like, all the dads brought their different stuff and their different techniques, and it just (laughs) went nuts. There were Frisbees everywhere. I think Actually, I think Bud Light, like, threw in one of those macros, like, donated the cold ones to open. They were like, anytime you want to crack open a cold one, we're going to send you like a pallet of Bud Light. And I want to, and I want to say that's the origin story of cracking open a cold one with the boys. 
That's right. I mean, I'm sure it's been said before that, but that I guess. Right, like, but it became like the meme after the post yeah. went viral and yeah. way too many dads showed up. Dad fest <laughs> happened. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. And I'm sure, I don't God, know how I many. I bet people. they were all telling terrible jokes and all that stuff. Yeah, but in between being like Tiger, Sport, Champ, <laughs> yeah. like that's, they had oh, very God. few requests from the dads, except you're just like, you're doing the cooking. We provide everything. It's like something out of a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. Just too many goddamn dads in one spot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they didn't have like. I don't know the story. Like, why none of their dads could do it? Like originally, maybe they could, or maybe they were like doing it as an outreach to like dudes who maybe didn't have kids and always wanted to do right. shit like that. Yeah, but I know. Yeah, I, I they didn't ask for their own fathers to do it. I, was, I don't know what the story behind that was, but yeah, it went. It went fucking nuts. That sounds amazing, though. Oh, I know. Yeah, I just wish shit like that would happen. I wish I would have yeah. been there shit if it like happened that does around happen. here. Oh, yeah, yeah, around here. I don't know. Like, it I don't could. know if it would be like derivative if we tried to do something like that, yeah. or if we could get anyone to show up. Be like, remember that cold dad thing on the internet? We're some boys. We got cold ones to crack open. <laughs> but then, like, I feel like I'd be hurting my own father's feelings by being like, I could be there if you just asked. You've never you've never wanted to do this like when I was around, and I had to be yeah. like, it's an internet thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> I would just like to see more block parties happen. Yeah. Just in general. I uh, They shut down MLK every Friday. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I, I, don't, I don't mean legitimate ones. I mean illegitimate ones. Oh. Which it's okay. possible right. to do legally. Uh, flash, I do. <laughs> flash block parties. I had some people I knew uh, a couple years back. They On 4th of July, they shut down... It just right over here off North Market shut down a uh, an entire street in one of those neighborhoods and just threw a giant block party and they had they closed it off and had a keg out in the street. They had a toilet out in the street that they had filled with ice and mm-hmm. had beer in it. Saudi is ripe ground for one of those. Yeah. And I don't That's think it's true. happened. There's no one out there to stop it. And this no one, one was kind of trashy, but it flew. Like it got rowdy because it was a bunch of those like train hopper kids. Uh, so it got uh, real rowdy and if they could do it somebody else could do it and make it awesome yeah like this was awesome but it's just you know wasn't really my scene my neighborhood is ripe for a block party aren't that uh it oh what was that group's name the group of brewers wasn't there a group of brewers from saudi Oh, yeah. They were across the way from us. And I still don't know anything about them. Was that the driveway guys? Driveway brew? The good old boys or something? I don't know. Maybe something like that. Hmm. But yeah, they're out in Saudi. You should talk to them. I still don't know. I I can't remember what they're called, and I haven't heard of them since. We could ask Brian. Maybe they're listening. Look us up, guys. Maybe they are. Yeah, yeah. Look us up. Yeah. Find us. (laughs) Find us. Let's have a block party. Yeah, let's have block a block party. party. Would be super fun. Brew chat block party. Yeah. And I, I don't think it costs much to get a uh, street locked down. I, th- I just figured everyone blocked it off. And if you get enough people in the street, it just sort of happens. Yeah, yeah. you could do it guerrilla style. Um, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah. More, I don't know. The cops could show. If you block it off, the cops won't shut it down unless you're like. That's true. I don't know what goes into like the impromptu. I'm not saying I could go home and throw one. An impromptu now, one would be super fun. It though. have to. It has to be like semi impromptu. Yeah. Like not big enough that the cops know about it necessarily. Yeah. But big enough that like 
most of the neighborhood is behind it because you only need like one or two people to be like, this is unacceptable. But like, if you get the buy in from everyone yeah. near you, like what if you did it on a super large scale, like a ridiculous scale where you had one of those uh, you had a semi truck that had one of those fold down stages <laughs> and you just stop, drop, set up shop like market and fourth street. See, I think there's a balance because you bring in a full show of that scale, somebody's going to be pissed that lives there. Market and Fourth is a terrible place for that. But just right by the right by the highway. Yeah, just that's what I'm saying though. Right by the bridge and the highway. Well, you know, since MLK doesn't work half the time, and they've shut down the road through the TVA building I used to get to work because they've been scrubbing that thing for a goddamn decade right they could have built a new one but that road work is going to be done before that tva building is repainted <laughs> they could have bulldozed it and built a new one in the time it's taken them to do any of this i hate that building i hate every i i've never seen it not being like power washed and repainted like what the fuck is the point they're going to get done with one end they're going to get halfway through one end and have to start the mm. other and it's dumb and it and when you've already fucked up the MLK exit by taking away the actual exit lane, it's just truly awful. I've always been surprised through there why there is not more security. Because TVA is a big fucking deal. Well, you got to swipe to get in, I guess. But no, I mean, not even to get in the building, though. But I mean, uh, I mean, we live in the day and age where people will make bombs out of anything, run cars into people. And it's just... It seems way too accessible for somebody to drop some explosive up under that building. Like, because you drive under it. Yeah. You know? Maybe. I've, I've always worried about that with that building. Is it just maybe seems the bottom's like reinforced up there? Could or be, yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's far enough away that any incendiary devices would shoot out the sides before yeah. they go out. Or maybe it's not any more difficult to do that to another building. Like, and, it, and it could be that it's not really affecting anything because, I mean, it's not like it is a dam. Yeah, right. Know? That's true. Yeah, if you yeah. were going to do some terrorist act. I mean, yeah. it's no more difficult to do that than it is, I guess, to park a car next to the courthouse or any government building. Yeah, yeah. We're all on a list right know. now. Oh, yeah, we totally just <laughs> I haven't said anything. Yeah. You're guilty by association. Here. No, you, not, you drew the diagram over there of why it wasn't yeah. working. <laughs> that. that was here when I got it. <laughs> No, it, it, that building, it's always worried me. Yeah, just anybody listening, government, uh, I'm coming from a, a point of caution here. We're not planning on doing it. <laughs> it's just it's something I've always thought about. Oh, see, now, it didn't it's sound not, suspicious mm-hmm. before, but now it does. Yeah, I just dug the whole deeper. But no, I've always worried about that building, especially around 9-11. Is, I was like, somebody could just drive under there with a car bomb. Yeah. Like, and like, fuck up that whole building's that section at least like they need to be on that i'm with you my only thing is maybe it's not more i'm thinking like whatever you were gonna do you could do just park it next to any building right or drive it straight into it yeah or drive it into a crowd i mean and i don't even know how much damage that would actually do to a building yeah you know like like honestly like if somebody were to park out outside of my apartment building here it would suck if you're on the bottom floor but if a bomb, like a car bomb, I like if a car exploded right outside here, I, outside of being next to the windows, I feel pretty safe up here. There's, it's one of those, I mean, they never get them on. But I this guess, is like a World War II era. This thing's built. They never last. get like an actual, 
or they never show it on the news like a car bomb going off. Like, yeah. I don't know the, I honestly don't know the radius of that. Or well, what I know sort of, cars don't explode like they do in movies. Right. Uh, they don't like launch up in the air. You know, they don't do all that. Yeah. I, no, I'm just I, saying I, like I you hear car, about like a Times Square like thing going off and I see the aftermath, but I never know like what the radius is on yeah. that, which I guess is a good thing. I don't no, know I mean, doing. I sort of saw a car explode one time. Um, down on Frasier in this old this gaming cafe that was down there when I was a kid or not a kid teenager um, but it was like a pizza delivery driver or something his car caught fire I and, have seen a car catch evacuated fire I have seen shit, that too yeah. thinking it was going to explode I but. once saw an old I've seen two car fires I saw an old the old kind of VW bug in Columbia one in of the those. current White House <laughs> <laughs> no this was this was off Little Patuxent Parkway or something, and then another one on Route 29. And the weird, the weird thing about car fires is you can feel them from far away. Like those things burn. Oh, yeah, you can be like not necessarily behind a building, but like a full block away, and you yeah. feel the heat on that. Like, mm. like you draw. Like I, it, it happened over there. The people were out. I could hear the sirens of something coming up, so I didn't stop. But like. I felt it coming up to it and drove by it. And it was concerning enough. I was like, I don't know the melting temperature of tires, but like I'm feeling this in my car right now. And I'm zooming by it at 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It gets hot. Car fires are crazy. That was rough. Anyway, let's see. So we got got one more of these beers left. Well, we've got two more. Uh, Let's just do one more. I'll save that smutty nose for another day. All right. right. Yeah. Okay. Because it's got a high ABV, so I'll just save it. Word. Uh, All right. So what's this other one? And it's massive. It is very large. Uh, This was actually. That looks familiar, but I can't see what it is all over here. This is actually my pick from last night because I really liked the can. Mm -hmm. I also really liked the beer. Uh, But I've not. Well, I have now because, you know, I drank this last night. But uh, never heard of this uh, brewery. And it's from Nashville, Little Harpeth. Hmm. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's got the General Jackson on there. And it also it kind of looks like a Mai Tai. Yeah. Kind of. With the, with the bottom that, of it uh, yeah. being the Nashville skyline. If the it Nashville's- actually almost looks like some sort of either tequila sunrise or as if it was actually like on fire or something. If that bottom part was like a dark brown or almost black instead of white, Sam then I would Fran think Lager. more Mai Tai. I wonder if this is like a California steam or something. Yeah. Maybe like an yeah. upside down Mai Tai. Nashville Craft Lager. We craft in the tradition of German lagers, consistent with the beers of pre-Prohibition Middle Tennesseans. Our mission is to preserve the past, enjoy the present, and sustain the future of brewing in Nashville, Tennessee. We are dedicated to the improvement of our community and the quality of our product. We are working hard to give you the beer you deserve. Cool. This doesn't tell me about this cool. one necessarily, unless that was it, where it's, this is our pre-prohibition lager. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a style. Yeah. So. That it but, is. That, yeah, no, when I was in Nashville, that's not one of the places I heard of. What's it What's it called again? Uh, Little Harpeth Brewing. Little Harpeth. Like a bad Shakespeare huh. attempt. <laughs> Sure. I stab at thee. I stabeth at thee with my little harpeth. <laughs> you know, how do you stab someone with a harpeth? I don't know. Witheth my. I play little my harpeth. little. I playeth my little harpeth. <laughs> I stab at thee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a musical stab. Yeah. Right. 
it's it's weirdly the darkest one I've seen all night. It is. Yes. Um, it's you know light amber. Nice head color. retention. Yes, it does have some of that. We've been reading our sheets. Oh, let's see what we got. <clears throat> Wait, what are we doing now? I brought these along so we can actually look at them. I forgot. Oh, we were going to uh, judge these beers? Uh, I was just going to, well, because we did this at the Barley Mob meeting, so I brought these sheets along in case we wanted to talk about them, and I just thought about it, and this is the last beer that we have. I got two of them. Oh, good. Uh, the bell's too hard. Yeah, Tanner, we, uh, we got these beer score sheets oh, at nice. the Barley Mob meeting. Oh, this is good. From and, you guys' uh, beer? No, no, no. We, oh. we were uh, like sort of like testing out how we were at it, I guess. Okay, for you guys scoring. Yeah, they're looking right for ju- judges and stewards, and I was like, well, let's see what this is about yeah. mm-hmm. for the uh, for, for the forget about it. Get your entries in by August 24th. That's right. We need to do yeah, that. Yeah, which is soon. That's next week. That it's is very, next it's week. very soon, yes. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to have to enter my parking lot pail. <laughs> I don't know. The Saison's definitely not going to be ready by then. That's what I'm saying. The one I made for this, it bubbled longer than i thought it would yeah uh yours is about done but i mean what it's a, still a not week in the be. bottle at best yeah it's not gonna be ready no mine still needs to i saw it bubble this morning <laughs> so i can't just be done with it and mm. i still need to dry hop it for a while so it's just not gonna happen but i'm still gonna have a pretty decent lemon pepper saison i think Should nice. be good. i'm gonna I'm have excited. a nice marbled rye brown something or other yeah I'll, I'll have to figure out i was talking to him last night um about what I would even enter this as. Um, there's like an alternate malt category because I'm using a lot of the rye stuff. The alt malt. But that all depends on how much rye is coming through, which I hope is a lot. Oh, this is good. And I'm not entirely sure how brown it's going to be because I think it's going to be lighter than I thought, I so I don't think I'm... One of those glasses. Fine. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, aroma... Let's comment on the aroma. Ugh. Malts, hops, esters, and other aromatics. What do we got? I have an insane sinus malty? infection, oh, so I true. don't know. That's right. It is malty. It's definitely malty aroma. I do aroma. smell malty. Clean. Not, not a hoppy aroma. I wouldn't say so. It's got kind of like a clean, non-astringent-y, non-lingering aroma. Yeah. Um, and then the appearance, we talked about its appearance already. It's clear. It's a little bit hazy, but it's pretty clear. Yeah. Darkish. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask like a you light guys, amber color. This came up uh, last night with Kate. Uh, what makes a San Francisco lager? I could I, not answer that. It's it's probably a California steam. Now, if you want me to explain that, I don't know. I just know that's a style. I know Anchor Steam does it. I know Big River in Nashville, one of the, not Big River, Rock Bottom, mm. when they were Big River, now they're Rock Bottom. Yeah. One of their rotating ones was like the Anchor Steam. Yeah. I can only, and this is pure speculation on my part, I can only assume there's some sort of like steaming water or components and then they like reverse osmosis it and mm-hmm. do something. Science. Yeah. I, I don't know. This is, and that's purely based on the word steam in there and i have no mm. idea what that style entails yeah but i could look it up though because i have a calculator in my pocket at all times <laughs> Super Not only, you've got the whole internet um yeah and yeah head retention is good it's got a, a nice little bit of the 
golden color of the beer in the head too, which is nice, like golden amber. Um, and then the flavor was good. We said it was malty. It's very refreshing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get us medium, a round fucking table in here. Medium bodied. All right. Yeah, this rectangle thing doesn't work. For handing things, mm. it's irritating. Mm-hmm. I can see that, yeah. I mean, I did just see that. No, I'm going to get a big round fucking coffee table for the studio in here. Cool. I'm down. Maybe oblong. All right. That's your table. I don't know. It's just like this long rectangle's not working. Yeah. It's also thin and it's shorter. Yeah. If it was a, and if it was a little bit wider too. Yeah. I feel nice. like a, a big old round one, All which right. I'm sure, you know, the listeners at home want to hear what kind anybody of table to, we Hey, need, if we if anybody has an extra apparently big old round table. Dude, actually, if anybody is listening, that is a woodworker. That knows, and uh, I'm down to pay for it, but I, you know, a hookup knows a hookup. If we get one of those like live edge, like wood tables where they've chopped a giant tree down and fancy table, yeah, gotten like maybe I could call the city. They chopped all those trees down in Miller Plaza, maybe they got the hookup, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, just like a big round slab of wood that's been varnished so it's smooth. That would be sweet. So if anybody's got the hookup on that, that would be sweet. But Or a big table. Yeah, or just uh, a big old coffee table. Big old round coffee table. I got the answer to this steam thing, though. All right. Uh, steam beer is a highly effervescent beer made with for, by fermenting lager yeast, which this is, okay. at warmer ale yeast fermentation temperatures. So I think it's their uh. fancy way of being like we fucked up a lager, but now it's a style. Because okay. it says it's mm. oftentimes in San Francisco, or it's it's associated with San Francisco, and this is their San Fran lager. I wonder why it's associated. Because San Francisco has kind of weird and consistent temperatures throughout the day like we do. It's because mm. it's historically associated with San Francisco and the U.S. West Coast um, because it was an improvised process originating out of necessity perhaps as early as the gold rush. So I guess they were out west, and they were like, we'll make some lagers. And they're like, right, it's the frontier. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll it, – it seems to me, re- reading through the explanation of it, they tried to make a lager. They failed, but it tasted good. Right. Yeah. So they were like, oh, no, it's, it's not that we fucked up our lager and kept it too warm. That's the style we were going for. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, California. Like that, like that Hutton and Smith beer they did. Oh, yeah. I wish they would make that again. Mm, but That's right. Yeah, I feel like, uh, I don't know, I think Joel was all right with it, but, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but, you know, I don't know. Overall, I don't think them, as Hutton and Smith, I don't think their pride wanted that. A fuck oh, up Oh, like mistake. the messed up yeah. beer. Yeah, is one of the, yeah, a fuck yeah, yeah. up on the line, but I thought it was a good beer. Yeah. Sometimes that's how you get some of the best beers. Yeah. They're just like, Sometimes yeah. it creates a whole style called California Common. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. I wonder if that has so to do with the weather California. out there, though, because they have all these little microclimates. Sort of how that's we true. do, like how it'll be raining and but, like 60 degrees over there, but 90 degrees in Hickson. Yeah. You know? I uh, mean, but if you've got, you know, a distributing center, like somewhere, like you, you can and distribute your beers to somewhere that people like us can go and buy them. Yeah. 
and like obviously across state lines and time zones and stuff. So well, this wasn't this right? was made here in Nashville. Oh, that's right. It's just there's no, San Francisco. I'm saying yeah, that was the style. style. Is oh, okay. they didn't but have fridges still in across California the time back zone. then. Still across the time mm. zone, but it's not across state lines. But um, yeah, I mean, I just sipped off this thing. That's you've fine. got I'm you've kidding. got temperature control at that point. Like you know what you're doing if you're yeah. going to be distributing like that. So it's not like the style out. Well, I guess originally that style. What, is there what something nutty with this one? I'm like, getting a weird taste in there, like a almost peanutty. I, I didn't say anything because I can't pin it down, but almondy maybe. Like my palate's all pe- jacked up. Pecan, maybe. Yeah, kind of. Some kind. I of got it when I took a big gulp of it. Yeah, there's definitely some nuts in there of some kind. I feel like there's peanuts, and now I don't like not, it as much. Not actual nuts. I wouldn't right. say peanuts. Yeah. To nah. take a yeah, big old swig like of it? Yeah, something like an almond, or maybe a... Uh, no, but I, I mean, I, I took some. I don't like a pecan, maybe. Yeah, I only, I'm saying I only got that when I took, like, a big old gulp of it. Yeah, all right. I mean, not peanuts, no. No, like I said, my palate's no, not all peanuts. jacked up. I get something kind of like a... Something. Almost al- like a DiSerrano kind of... Almondy, yeah. Because it is, it is malty, so it's and it's medium, so like it's kind of like a little creamy. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, think the mouthfeel is creamy. Yeah, the the nuttiness I think has something to do with with that. Whatever that nuttiness is hmm. is coming from that. But I don't know which nut. I don't That's either. A mystery right there. Yeah. Well. So this is all of them, though. This is this is pretty good. Though. That's all the beers. I like this. Usually I don't like malty beers. This one's pretty tasty. Those goddamn cicadas. Is there a percentage on this thing? Yeah, we're not even outside. You, I mean, you can sort of yeah. hear it oh, on yeah, the Yeah, mics. we have headphones on and we can hear it. You can hear it in them. Yeah. Bastards. Doesn't I like say. that beer, though. That'd be a good, that's it. a good grilling beer. Yeah. Like yeah. something that's got a little heft to it. What's the, does it have a uh, uh, ABV? I'd say no, it doesn't. Oh. I'd say it would go well with grilled food, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't necessarily want to drink this while I was grilling. Mm-hmm. Maybe once my food was ready, yeah, 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 I'll switch to one of these with like some barbecue or something yeah, like that. Yeah. That'd be really good. But uh, no, if I'm grilling, it's going to be hot standing over that thing. I'll take my Rockdale or whatever. Good old Rockdale. <laughs> Good old Rockdale. Rockdale like. should so sponsor us. They retweeted us. Yeah, they retweeted us. They, they took did. The, they did. I just they maybe they could it. donate some to they crack said, some open with we the boys. Said, well, <laughs> I would love if they would sponsor the show, and I'm just and if Rockdale, if you're listening, listen to my plight here. <laughs> is I'm not trying to be offensive to you. You did retweet us, so I, it makes me think that maybe. You know your place, um, but it's it's legit a good beer just to sip on. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it's not a good beer when comparing it to you know nicer beers, but to it's sip better, on, it's not a bad beer at all. It beats several other beers in the yeah. macro challenge. Yeah, yeah in the Brew Chat macro challenge mm-hmm. on Fourth of July. Yeah, for sure, definitely so, top five. And it. I mean, we verified it on here. It works perfectly to rinse out your glasses between tastings. Yep. And I don't, I feel like that comes off 
as <laughs> insulting. Like a jab to yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. I don't mean it like that at all. It's like it's very helpful. You know, it's just know your place. If you guys are trying to produce some fancy light beer, right? No, you're not yeah. hitting your mark. No, not. But quite. if what you're doing <laughs> is what you intend to be doing, bullseye. Yeah, and yeah, great I'm, job. And I'm digging it. I'll drink to that. Yeah. So it's like. I don't want to be offensive to them, but yeah, they should sponsor the show and send us some beer, you know, every once in a while. Yeah. And so we can rinse out our glasses and drink it while grilling. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. I would love to say we are sponsored by Rockdale. Specifically, <laughs> Rockdale Light. Rockdale Light. This episode of Brew Chat has been brought to you by... Rockdale Light. <laughs> but this one hasn't. This one has not. Yeah. Brought to you by Riverside. Yeah. Wine and Spirits. Brought to you by Riverside. Uh, they've got a growler promo this Friday, actually, uh, which, thank you for bringing that up, because it reminds me, it's $2 off any growler fill. Ooh. Any growler fill. This Friday? Yeah, this Friday. Right on. Four to six. It's four to six. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for translating. Yeah. Well, that's a good deal, though. I mean, like, if you're getting a hefty growler, that, yeah. Or yeah. even a small, like, a cheaper growler. Oh, like the a, 32? You can get, like, a little 32 yeah. ounce. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm saying if, like, because different beers cost more. Yeah. So say you were getting a cheaper beer, and it was, like, $10 for a refill, $8. Right. Yeah, it's not bad at all. That's true. It's not. So. That's actually really good for a growler. Yeah, it's super solid. Did you guys ever go to Sturm House when it existed? That doesn't sound familiar. No. No, it was down... Uh, I never went either. Um, it was like right when I started really drinking beer and being conscious about it and what I was drinking and not just drinking it to get drunk. Um, so I never went. But it was it was kind of like a heaven and ale sort of spot where they had a bunch of different taps and it it wasn't so much it was just a tap house like they had a bunch of different taps and you get growler fills and things like that it was kind of like one of the first ones but it was down there not in warehouse row but you know where Sekasui is uh yes yeah it was like yes. right next to Sekasui. okay but i remember a bunch of people being like yeah we're headed to sturm house but yeah it didn't last i mean like hmm. i don't know it's in that i mean that's kind of a snooty little part of downtown i mean Huh. Where are you going to go hit the J. Crew store and then... Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. In, inside okay. there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to go hit the J. Crew store and then get my growler filled. Like, yeah, that's not <laughs> happening. God. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, what movies are we talking about tonight? We uh, we didn't really have so much a theme, but you had mentioned... I suggested... You had, you I, suggested I like this suggestion. The I like it. Yeah, based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. I just like the... I like the concept of basing yeah. movies on a true story because although, I mean, you can, you can really say if you, all you have to do at the beginning of something is say based on a true story. Yeah. yeah. Like Fargo. Mm -hmm. I, I have no idea if it's actually based on a true story. I don't think it is. I it think seems it's like pretty a, outlandish, I think it's a but, Texas chainsaw massacre scenario. Okay. Where it's like, that's kind of part of their, I don't know. Maybe it is actually, I don't know. I, don't know. I haven't looked into that. Hell, Pearl Harbor was based on a true story. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And right. sometimes it doesn't even have anything to do with the mo with the uh that's just the, the true story's backdrop. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's major spoiler so, like, alert on anything we're talking about tonight, as you know, cuz you've lived it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I like true story movies because it seems to me as time's gone on, and this may be part of the whole like thing nowadays to be more politically correct. But it seems movies, if you're gonna base your shit on a true story, they go to greater lengths nowadays to make it more accurate than it seems that they did when I was a kid. Because I would watch, you know, this film is based on true events or what you know, movies like that. And it seems nowadays, uh, and it may just be that I've got it may more just be access, access to, to everyone having more access to information. Yeah, more access to information, yeah. but also the flip side of me having more access to the behind the scenes yeah. shit True. to where I can actually see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But there was, uh, and say what you will about Michael Bay. I will. He blows <laughs> shit up very well, though. But his movie, I'm convinced he's a great filmmaker on a smaller scale with original or semi-original stuff. Mm-hmm. But that movie... Bad Boys too. Uh, yeah. Like he's got um, yeah, Bad Boys and Bad Boys Two are fantastic, but uh, not true stories. But um, he's got <laughs> he's got that movie. I can't remember the name of it, but it's got The Rock and it's got Marky Mark in it, and they're uh, weightlifting bros. They're just like meatheads, and they end up getting in a situation, and it's based on a true story, and apparently it is insanely accurate, huh? And because apparently. Say what you will about Michael Bay, again, but if he's going to tell a true story, apparently he goes to great lengths to actually make sure that he's got as many little details in there as possible to make it his film as true to the actual event. So you got to give him that. All right. Because he did this movie. I I wish it's hard time or like that's not the name at all, but it's got it stars The Rock. It's got Anthony Mackie that plays the Falcon, and it's got uh, Marky Mark in it, Mark Wahlberg. Hmm. They're just a bunch of meatheads, like, working out in a gym. And they've, they're buddies through their gym, I think, and just working out. But uh, And it's really big on, like, the muscle culture, like, the style of the film. It gets really into, like, muscle and weightlifting culture. But they end up murdering a dude. They end up getting, they think they've got a scheme to like make a bunch of quick, easy money and they end up murdering a guy sort of like in a quick turn of events and it's about them trying to cover the body. They end up grilling the body parts to try and like hide the body. They just like throw some charcoal on a grill and they're grilling out there all day just to burn the bodies and cremate them. And it's a true story. And then he also, Michael Bay, he also did uh, that Benghazi movie, the... uh, 13 hours mm, and apparently okay. that movie is insanely accurate i watched a whole documentary with the guys that were actually at benghazi talking about how they were brought onto the film to consult and they were like yeah i i've not they were talking about how they had not been able to fully watch all the movie because they were like it's insanely accurate hmm. and they they were on set for a large portion of it and all this and yeah i'll give them credit for that that benghazi movie is pretty incredible i'd I only watched it as sort of... I was one night... um, I was sick of hearing about Hillary Clinton and Benghazi and her emails and all this shit when I watched it. Because this was probably last summer uh, during the presidential primaries and Mm -hmm. whatnot. And I was just sick of hearing about all that. But I was looking for a war movie. I was like, "Ah, I've not seen it. We'll see what it's about. Pain and Gain? Pain and Gain. Yeah, that's the one with The Rock. By Michael Bay. He was also in The Other Guys with Marky Mark. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, one I was yeah. thinking Michael Bay first, movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I turned this 13 Hours movie on 
just looking for a generic war movie, like I was like, well, it's Michael Bay, so I can at least expect some cool action scenes. And no, this movie gripped me. I it taught me things I did not know about the Benghazi situation, uh, and it propelled me to go look up shit about it afterwards to get a better understanding of it. And it was a really fucked up situation that I I actually learned shit from a Michael Bay movie. Never thought I'd be saying that, but I did. Huh? Yeah. And that's that's interesting that you should bring that up because like there it's it's different having something that's based on a true story and something that's actually like a documentary. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I mean yeah, you learn stuff from documentary, but just because something's based on a true story mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you necessarily learn something. So one, there's things with documentaries that uh, you can. I mean, both that's a format issue. Or in like mm. genre issue, you know, is how are you going to format your film? What kind of genre are you going to go for? And there's documentaries. Like not all documentaries are truthful. That's like you true. can have something like, uh, um, shit. I'm I'm not got one coming to mind. I know Spinal they exist. Tap. Just like <laughs> mockumentaries and yeah. things yeah. like that. So, pop star. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. There is a definition. I don't know. I feel like there's a thing as time's moved on that maybe like you said, Alan, accessed information, but I feel there, they try very hard to get things as accurate as possible. If you're going to base something on ex- an existing story like that OJ show yeah, with Cuba right. Gooding Jr. <laughs> yeah. OJ versus the, the people versus people, OJ. Yeah. Simpson. Whatever it is. Right. Yeah. That show was incredible. And the links they went to, to make that accurate, like Sarah Paulson was getting perms every day to play her character. And then apparently they filmed all of Cuba Gooding Jr. scenes uh, where oh, he played yeah, it innocent yeah. in one take and then he would play it guilty in another mm-hmm. just so the editors could play around with it in editing to keep the audience confused. Mm-hmm. And it's things like that that go the extra mile that really yeah, it's sell nice, that shit. Yeah, a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. So, Do you I don't have know. anything about the... Uh, no. I've, no. I've, that was have you watched episode. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw it, yeah. I need yeah. to, I need to see that. Show. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty good. No, you need to watch it. It is so good. It. I mean, I didn't watch it for the longest time because I was like, I remember living through that shit. Not that I, as a kid, I, I was, was watching the OJ yeah, trial. Gene was into it. We were doing it week on. to week. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. So you watched it as it was airing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Not like I didn't know how it was going to end, but it's... Yeah. But to your point, it was, you know, what, 20-ish years ago? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then watching it as an adult, like, making, making you know, your own Where it makes opinions sense. and stuff. Yeah. and you, you remember it, but you remember it as a kid. You remember hearing what, the greater yeah. picture of, like, this was all fucked up. But then, like, watching the step-by-step being like, oh, mm-hmm. God, this was fucked up. Yeah. I'll give that a watch, maybe. No, it's an incredible show. I, uh, It's one of my favorite. I, I would put it up there with... Like almost true detective. Season one? Yeah. Season one. It, it's like ninety percent. Production value, yeah, except I knew how OJ one. was gonna end. Like yeah. it kept yeah. me it, it was riveting, but you ultimately knew how this was gonna end up. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, eventually they're pulling out this glove. Well, it was like a pulp fiction thing. Cause yeah. you could watch and you're like, Okay, I know this train crashes. Yeah. Uh I just I really gotta see how it ends up crashing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and and it was because really, there were so many little things at play. Well, the you other know, thing just, is it. Yeah, it's also fictional enough that like you want to ping it for sloppy writing at some point. Yeah, 
but you can't. No, it, right. it's a case of something being stranger than fiction. Like, oh, come on. Those cops would never do that. That's re- that's so poorly written. And you're like, oh, fuck, it really did go down yeah. like that. <laughs> when yeah, yeah, when I found out about the uh, the whole cop, like, being super racist and like a Nazi sympathizer. I, was like, I heard oh, he was in Charlottesville God. this weekend. Yeah, he could have been. Yeah, it would not have surprised me. Mark Furman. And uh, good old Mark Furman. But something I even read the other day is like, because there's always little things leaking out about stuff like that. I read the other day that apparently, because uh, it was a whole thing like, the glove didn't quit. You must have quit. Yeah. You know, all that. Is OJ had bad arthritis. Mm-hmm. And he would take a bunch of painkillers for his arthritis and help the swelling go down and whatnot. He had been in jail, denied his painkillers and his yep. medication for his arthritis. So his hands were swollen. That's why the glove didn't fit. Yep. So, you know, it's one, and it's one of those things where, I don't know, I don't even want to start getting down that path of saying what <laughs> I think actually happened. But, I don't know, I think it's, I think everybody knows what happened and then it was just a fucked up trial. But that's a show that really... Like they, I, was it Ryan Murphy that produces yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, because it's all his same people. Yeah, yeah, they do. They go to extensive lengths to make like get that shit on point. I'm wondering what they're doing next. You know, I'd like to see like the John Benet Ramsey case or something. Or yeah. uh, or well, no, I w- I would almost say I would want to see this, but it has no real resolution. But uh, what was the investigation? That was into the Kennedy assassination, being an inside job and all that. Mm-hmm. Who did it? Something based around that investigation. I think the Kennedy assassination is fascinating, yeah. but there's no resolution yeah. to it. You couldn't wrap it up in any way. It's right. just like, it would... yep, we never figured it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why you could have something based on a true story. Yeah. So, it, to me, I like it having a resolution, and I, I think the key point is I like seeing the how we. Like, we've got C and we've got A. What's B? I want to see how we get from A to C. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other... Uh, I should have written some down. I did zero pre-production for this show. <laughs> I should have. I've been running around like crazy all day. But... uh, yeah, I've been swamped at work. Haven't had any extra time yeah. for anything. No, it shows... Uh, I don't know. Movies that are based on real stuff. I mean, even... Even stuff like Saving Private Ryan, yeah, does a really good job of like historical re- accurate. Well, I think that's less true it's a story, docu- but historically it's a accurate documentation sort of thing. You know, like it's. A, I think Steven Spielberg in that. I mean, I remember he wouldn't let his daughters come on set at the time. Yeah, so he was like, "No, I'm trying to make this as realistic as possible, and it's war, so it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. So there's like, don't come on set." And I don't know. I appreciate that. Like it is super fucked up. Like the choice to put Schindler's list, even though I don't think Schindler's list is specifically based on any particular list, like story (laughs) or list. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's definitely based on the true story of Nazi Germany and all that. So, but within the individual characters, I don't necessarily, I'm not sure. I've not seen that movie in so long, so I don't want to be like, yeah, disingenuous. If those were real people, I'm just—it's my ignorance. I should have checked. Band of Brothers, or no? Our brother That's what I was thinking. Yeah, 
Band, no, no, of, no, band, band of Brothers is real people. I'm talking, yeah, Schindler's List. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not sure. No, I just thought of another World War II thing based on a shoe Yeah, story. and the Pacific, too. Yeah, the Pacific mm-hmm. and Band of Brothers are both great. I love how they do those shows and they intercut it with... The actual um, people? Yeah, the actual people that yeah. were there. That's incredible. Because, I don't know, I didn't think... I didn't watch the Pacific when it aired. Have you guys watched both of them? I've only no. seen Band of Brothers. See, you guys maybe have you watched neither, Alan? I've seen bits and pieces. I have to okay. still sit down and do the whole thing. Yeah, sit down. I mean, it's hefty. Wait until a good yeah. hangover day. <laughs> it takes. That's that's what they're good for. A good hangover day. Yeah. That's when I watch both of those series. Damn. And uh, just a solid, like oh my god, like just good hangover day. Get up, go get you a greasy breakfast at McDonald's mm-hmm. and hunker down. But I liked the Pacific way more. And it may be, oh, my really? granddad fought on the Pacific front. We were talking about that a little before the show. And that may be why I like it is because I never got the chance to talk to him about any of that stuff. Mm. And so it gave me a little bit of insight into his world back then. And it gave me a completely new respect for it because the Pacific front was fucking rough, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Like. I thought, because I saw some pictures my da- my granddad had uh, taken while he was over there, and he was in the Philippines and stuff, and he's, like, hanging out. He's got, like, pictures of topless Filipino babes and <laughs> stuff like that. It's like, okay, my granddad had a fun time in the war, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't really think until I watched this show. It's like, no, that's just when they kind of came into port every couple months. But they would basically drop you on a fucking Pacific island, the military, with a bunch of supplies mm-hmm. and your unit. Be like, survive. Take this island. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, survive and kill all the Japanese that you can. Yep, this island is technically not ours. It's your job to make it yeah. ours. Yeah. And they were living rough. I mean, it's like if, if, if me and you, us three, were dropped in the woods with just a truckload of supplies and we're like, all right, survive out here. And if anybody comes out, you just kill them. Well, no, it was, it's a weird, like, polar opposite of the European theater where... Yeah, it's complete opposite. It's, I assume, based on everything I've seen about movies, gray and overcast the entire time. It's cold. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's damp. Uh, everything is destroyed and just visually miserable and depressing and overwhelming. Everything I see about the Pacific, it's bright. There's jungles. There's no burned out villages. It's just more jungle and yeah. beach. It's hot. It's miserable. There's bugs everywhere. Like it's a, it's a diff. It's the opposite, but still like equal layer of hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's something I liked about the, which I could see a lot of people didn't like the Pacific show, that HBO series, as much because, like, it doesn't have as much action. Like, if you're going into that wanting an action movie, you're going to be disappointed. Mm. But it focuses on more of the psychological aspect right. of being trapped on an island mm-hmm. with, I don't know, 500 other dudes. And you're only really allowed to talk to, like, 50 around you and you become brothers with them. And then weird people speaking Japanese that you know nothing about at the time yeah, start coming in the night and killing you with bayonets and stuff and being super brutal. Mm-hmm. But then you also have the enemy of the jungle, and you've got cholera, and then yeah, they, one, one of the characters yeah. gets a he ends up getting discharged um, or like sent back because he gets some disease where he can't hold his piss. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like if he's got uh, a piss, like dysentery or something. Yeah, I don't know what he gets. I can't remember, but 
yeah, it's like if there's liquid in him, like to the point where you get like, oh, I've got a piss. There's some liquid in there. I need to get out. He just doesn't have the muscle to hold it in. So his dick is just constantly leaking piss. And it gets to the point where uh, they've got to send him home because he's not fit for battle because of this. And how crushing that is to him. Yeah. Because he wants to stay and fight with his brothers and do this. And he lies about it for a long time. And then it becomes very noticeable to people because his pants are always soaking in piss. Mm -hmm. And the smell, too. I imagine it smells. So it gets into little aspects like that, which I thought were really neat little touches that I would never think about in in a million years. Hmm. And then thinking, connecting that back to my granddad, who I never talked to this about. You know, like, holy shit, he was over there in this. Like, never talked to him about it. But, like, this shit was crazy way i mean i don't want to say more intense than the european front no it was just a different it was completely different ball game yeah it was the opposite but equal kind of hell yeah like Mm -hmm. you're either you're freezing in the european front or you're sweating your ass sweating your ass off in the jungle and yeah like i if I had to pick, no, being completely and utterly unprepared for a war of any sort, I'd go Europe just because I'm me right now. I'm probably gonna die, and yeah. I'd rather do that where it's not a billion degrees and four thousand percent humidity. Yeah. Mm. So like, I'll give it up to those specific guys for being able to just be in the even in the down ambient downtime. Like yeah. I could, my pasty, air conditioned, spoiled ass yeah. couldn't handle the Pacific yeah. Theater. One, it was com- two completely different enemies, too, even though they yeah. were on the axis of evil. Like, technically, mm-hmm. they they were only on the same side so much as they were just both enemies we were fighting simultaneously, as far as I'm concerned. But two completely different styles of fighting. Like, the Germans were very, like, bombastic. And yeah. they were trying to be us. Yeah. You know, they the Nazis were trying to be us. They were like, no, we'll come in, like... You know, we don't need to hide. We're going to roll in there with 30 tanks and right. bombers and all this. And then the Japanese would use more guerrilla tactics. And, like, well, it's also, they also had the jungle to their advantage. Yeah. There's know? also things like, I don't pretend to know any German, but I feel like if a German guy and I had guns pointing at each other, we could kind of figure out what each other yeah. are trying to say. I couldn't do that with, like, a Japanese person. Like, that's... The languages are too... Like, I might be able to get some key words in German of what's trying to go mm-hmm. down. Um, but in ja- I, I'd, I'd be SOL with Japanese. One part of the thing with the Japanese military at that point is they'd taken a lot of influence from just past Japanese culture mm-hmm. with, like, shogun culture and stuff. And it was, don't give up. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it is... You're not that, surrendering. Like, yeah, you don't surrender. Like, you fight to the death mm-hmm. or you kill yourself yeah. in dishonor. And so that was another thing is you, they would just stop. Like, even if they had been shot, they would still come and try to stab you. They like, you shoot me. If I'm attacking you and you shoot me, I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm down. Fuck. I'm good, dude. I probably don't even need to get hit. I'll just fall down. Oh, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. And, but no, they would get shot and still come after you just because it was like, I mean, like that's what you did. 28 days later. Shit. Like, yeah, Yeah. that's just what you did. That was the culture there at the time. So it was two completely different enemies. I mean, Germans will drop bombs on your ship and fly away. The Japanese will fly into your ship. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I really want to go see that new film Dunkirk. Yeah. yeah. I've heard good things about it. Yeah. Me too. I didn't even know about that battle until 
like I, I I don't even know if it's I think it's a rescue mission. It's not technically a battle, mm-hmm. but I didn't even know about that. And I think that's the point that Christopher Nolan's making with the movie is that this is one of the most decisive things that ever happened in World War Two or ever in the modern age. And nobody's heard about it, but it was basically um, across the Eng- English Channel. There was Dunkirk, France, and a bunch of English military was trapped there, getting bombarded by the Germans. And then just the citizens on the other side, the English citizens were like, no, we'll get in our boats. We'll go save them. Like just in their little yachts and whatnot. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah, I really want to see that movie. Yeah, Heard good cool. things about it. And it's Christopher Nolan. Yeah. I, I hear it's his best work, which is a strong statement. For a he's had some Nolan good movie. stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, he's not disappointed me no. really. I was disappointed in Dark Knight Returns. I'll say yeah. it. Yeah, I mean it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, but I, was, I understand I why it wasn't great. Movie. It was a weak ending. Yeah, yeah, it was. He had a lot of shit to live up to there, and it's a big studio film. I, mm. To be honest, I don't even think I expected it to be. I I really wasn't. hoped it would be. See, I wasn't expecting it for the Dark Knight, and it was great. So I was like, "What's he gonna do now?" Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I didn't think he could live up to it as the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. oh well. That's, I'd like uh, to see. I'd like to see a Batman movie with a like based on a true story tag on it. Just uh, with Batman in it. Yeah. That shit fucked with me when I was a, a kid with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because they say it's based on a true story when it's not. Yeah. Well, and this was before the internet, so you can't just look up yeah. something yeah. on a whim. Right. You know, the best thing you got is maybe going to your parents and being like, is this really based on a true story? And they're like, well, it says it is. You yeah. can, go, you can <laughs> go slide through microfilm at the library if you want to. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, that's exactly what you have to do. Is microfilm still a thing? Like, are we still doing I think that? So. I'm pretty sure that's how they uh, still catalog, like, newspapers. I just didn't know if we were still making like daily that. newspapers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's still how they count because it's still the most efficient. Hmm. Like, of course, they back it up digitally. Yeah. I was but say, if that something seems, ever happens efficient. to digital yeah. shit, mm, okay. you can still use microfilm. All right. Because, I mean, it's like this big. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. And you can always print digital copies from microfilm, but you can't always print an analog copy from digital. Right. Then again, I have no idea. I'm just going on a hunch there. So I'm not 100% on that. You should, Fake news. You should be able to print an analog copy from a digital copy. That's how you... You can, you but like you're not always out. able to. Yeah, if a server blows up or something. Then. Okay, all right, all yeah. right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if we need to print something right now in here, right, we yeah, can we, do it. Oh. Yeah. No yeah, printer, you I've got printer, two yeah. printers sitting there on yeah, that I table, over there. and I can't use either fucking one of them. I'm trying to Craigslist this bitch. You can go get a new printer for 50 bucks, a new wireless printer. That's why I'm trying to sell those. I'm going to sell those and go buy a new printer. Cheaper than printer ink. Yeah. You have to buy a new one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's and, what I uh, found out. Yeah, I'm going to sell those. There's two printers, so I'm going to sell those to one or two fools that think I also that have don't a, know about that. I also have a microwave I'm trying to offload. Mm. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants stuff. So we'll trade you. Yeah, we'll trade you a, a microwave that doesn't turn anymore and two sort of busted printers for a big table. Yeah. 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 I've also got a desk I'm trying to get rid of, so you can get that and too. And a desk, yeah. yeah. So you can get all sorts of shit. Right. I'm going to wrap this up, though. <laughs> all right. We're any time. Um, let's see. Get to Riverside. Go check out their uh, Growler promo. Again, it's $2 off this Friday, 4 to 6. Mm-hmm. Go check out brewchat.com. 
for sure. And subscribe to all our shit. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all, all brew shit. chat with two T's. Hit us up on those. Do you guys have anything to add? Southern Brewers Fest. Yeah, we got Southern Brewers Fest. We're going to be there. Yeah. And we're going to yep. be talking to all the, as many breweries yeah, as we can. We're going to have a lot can. of content coming out yeah, of that. Yeah, all stuff, all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, uh, keep an eye Yeah, out. so get to Southern Brewers Fest. Go get your tickets. You can get them at, like, Big River, a um, couple restaurants downtown. Old Chicago. Yeah, Old Chicago, places like that. Uh, Forget about it. Barleymob.com. That's yeah. right. Yeah. We're having our thing. Yep. Home brewing contest. Make some beers. Or you should have made. By the time this comes out, it's probably going to be too late. Yeah, you should have your beers. Like you should have some beers. Even if you've got a beer that's like you made a little while ago, it's probably worth entering. Yep, that's what. That's where we're going to end up doing. I think so. Yeah, enter it in there. So yeah, this has been uh, I think episode ninety four. Oh shit! Reach out podcast. Oh, number hundred. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Hundred beers in a hundred minutes. That's right. And fuck (laughs) Nazis. Fuck Nazis. Fuck Nazis. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>